Thanksgiving holiday special. But first, but before I dive into the episode and introduce everyone, this being November 11th, Veterans Day, I would like to take a moment and thank the veterans for all that they have done and all that they continue to do. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it and we respect it. I would also at this time like to wish my younger sister a very happy birthday. I love you, sis. Hope it's a great one. Now, on with the show. Chris and I are absolutely thrilled to be back. And as always, we bring our special guest, David Rodriguez. So, guys, how are you doing? Dave, you first. Um, hi, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> Again. We don't know why, but I'm back. <laughs> Again. So, uh, no, it's good, to, it's good to be back. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been better lately. Um, you know, there's, uh. I, uh, I actually uh, tested positive for a little something called COVID. Oh, <laughs> boy. Jeez. So bringing the, bringing the episode down from the jump, which is what I love to do. Wow. I'm a black cloud on an otherwise sunny day. <laughs> so, Dave, let me ask you a question. I mean, like, the, in regards to the symptoms, are you experiencing, like, you know, your favorite pastimes, like violent diarrhea and uh, projectile vomiting? Violent shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, well, just, you know, so basically, uh, uh, my wife and I, my wife tested positive, um, mm-hmm. and she thinks she might have gotten it from, I think, cause her father actually tested positive mm-hmm. and, um, but there's also been some people at school cause she had to go back. They, they, they haven't been like the kids aren't there, but they've been like zoom teaching, but from school. Don't ask me why it makes absolutely no sense. Oh, I, I, th- I thought school, I, sc- I thought school opened up for you guys on October 15th. Yeah, but not for the kids. Oh, the kids, in our district, the kids aren't back. It's just the teachers. Oh, so you figure that one out. Like, That's... why can't the teachers teach from home instead of school? But yeah. whatever. What do I know? That... I'm just a, a peon. I don't know. That, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> oh, Dave, come on, you're a taxpayer. You should know. <laughs> but anyway, so so we don't know. She could have gotten it from school. She could have gotten it from someone. Whatever. But then she got it, and then uh, so we took her for one of the slow tests on Tuesday. And then there was like a three-day grace period, whatever, which we're waiting. I didn't think she had it, and I actually felt okay. And then um, come last Friday, she she called me, and she's like, I tested positive. I'm like, well, shit. And I was at work, so I had to, like, disinfect the office and everything. And then I ran to immediate care and got one of the rapid tests. And in 15 minutes, they were like, yeah, you got COVID. So I was like, gut punch. That sucks. <laughs> you know? Well, and, you know, uh, D- Dave, that's life for you, dude. Just when you think you're, um, you know, skipping with your shoelaces untied, coasting <laughs> through life, all of a sudden here comes uh, a little bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was kind of. I mean, it was definitely jarring. Like the first yeah. day, it's like holy shit. Like you know, because you, you you watch the news and you see all this stuff, and you're like, well, how is it going to be? You know, how am I going to deal with it? Am I going to have a mild case? Am I going to have a severe case? What's going to happen? And uh, Megan had actually had, um, what was it, you know, just uh, uh, a low-grade fever, slight headache, uh, achiness, body ache, stuff like that, which is what I was experiencing. Now, overall, I think I've been pretty lucky. I've had, uh, I guess, on the milder end, even though I have been knocked on my ass a couple times where it's just like achiness, completely devoid of energy, a little bit of a cough, headache, stuff like that, but... Nothing like crazy, but it it is one of these things that it's 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 definitely for real. I mean, it's 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 a thing, and I've been quarantined in my house. I I literally have been working from home and haven't left, and it's 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 one of those things. It's it's kind of crazy. So 
it's definitely a real thing. You know, I want to, I, I, I want to tell people that like, you know, definitely like the listeners, like it's, it's, it's not bullshit. I mean, not everybody gets it to the same level, but mm. all I know is that, you know, it's like, you don't want to take the chance, like just wear masks and, and be safe and, 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 and don't take chances. Cause you, well, you, you never know. Well, you know, Dave, I got to tell you, though, the only way I'm going to believe this is if I see an alien burst from your chest. So, I mean, I <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's a symptom from COVID. That- Are you <laughs> sure? I thought no, no, that's the, what I heard. The, the, Chris, there's a lot of symptoms. I don't think an alien is one of them. <laughs> but Well, it's an un... un well, I'm just bullshitting. Yeah. Anyways, yes. Th- All Dave- I know, Chris, is I haven't had intercourse with a face hugger lately. <laughs> It's been a while, so I think that the you know I I think I'm okay. I took a I took a pregnancy test the last time I had intercourse with a face hugger, yeah, and it was it was negative. So, so what well, if it's a new species that you can't track? Well, but I haven't had. I mean, it's 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 literally like I I haven't. It's been a long time. It's wait at night. Come on, wait, that, wait at night, dude. That was my misspent youth. Yeah, that was sure? my okay. All right. Well, all right. you know, you, you know, was it the you know the facehuggers are the original ventilators? Yeah, well, I was throwing my my chest to be hugged uh, uh, on the crap table many a night, but you know, yeah. sorry. Well, they're just not my my type anymore. Dave, yeah, I'm I, I, Dave. Just personally, for me, I'm just so happy you decided to wear your sexy pilgrim outfit with the crotchless panties and the buckle shoes. Uh, that just makes our day. I, yeah, I'm so glad please, you wore that for us. But please abide by the social distancing rules, okay? All right. Well, and make sure you got that face mask on. Please. <laughs> this pilgrim outfit is full of COVID. I've just got COVID all over this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that pilgrim outfit is your personal protective equipment that you be utilizing for this. It episode? is. Well, actually, I, I wear uh, a suit of medieval armor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> around the house, I, I, I just want to make sure that you know I'm safely navigating the house not giving covid to anyone and also if a dragon happens to attack the house i'm ready for that as well do you carry I'm a mace sweat. do you do you carry a mace too so that way in case the covid happens to somehow form into a particular uh uh i don't know uh particular being you can take a swipes at it hopefully well i'm i'm more of a broadsword kind of guy <laughs> I, really yeah. like the I prefer the two-handed weapons because i just yes. feel like it makes me look more like Conan the Barbarian. Yes, yes. So yeah, and then I spin it and make the dun 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 dun, dun you know, and spin it around my back, and it's just great. But then or when I you get, trip, but huh? then when you trip and fall, does it go wah wah wah? <laughs> no, because I never do. I flip and land on my feet. Oh, like a, all right, like a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very much, very much. But yeah, I'm uh. So I, I, I'm almost, let's see, so it'll be 10 days, uh, I think Tuesday of next week. So after 10 days, if I'm cool and I haven't had any sort of fever or anything, the doc says I can leave quarantine and, and rejoin society. Now, now so you, I, I can't wait. Now you have to take another test, right, to prove you're negative, correct? No, actually the doctor said you don't, and, and Megan too, the doctor just said after 10 to 14 days, if you haven't had a fever, like I think, Two or three days before, like if you haven't had a deep fever any sooner than three days before the end of the quarantine, then you're okay. That's what I was explained. That's how I was explained mm. uh, the whole process. So, yeah, no, I don't have to take another test. They just, you know, it, it, it's it's run its course. So, I'm gonna wait until probably next Wednesday and then maybe go back to work as long as I'm feeling good and you know go from there. Okay, wonderful. I'm yeah. just I'm happy that uh, so far so good. Everything you and Megan are doing well, and you're on the mend. <laughs> That's awesome. Trying, yes. trying, but you know, 2020 fun times. Yep, <laughs> this year has not gone how we expected it at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? This well, year, this year is laid out exactly the way I thought. <laughs> Roadmap to success, <laughs> littered with potholes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, every uh, Dave is like the new Nostradamus. Every prediction he has made has just come true. You know, <laughs> uh, it's true. All right, well, Chris, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing fine. Um, I have somehow managed to uh, not contract the Wuhan. I'm sorry, COVID. I, I'm sorry, I got to put the It's called the Kung place. Flu. Okay. It is the Kung Jesus. Flu. Yes, absolutely, Jeez. absolutely. 
But anyways, no, um, I've been doing pretty well. I mean, in terms of uh, staying healthy, staying alive in this turbulent world. And um, actually, I've just been so excited to do this episode. You know, it's um, it is tradition. We have made it our mission to keep this tradition alive of dragging Dave Rodriguez to do a Thanksgiving episode. Um, and how many have we done so far with you, Dave? Doing is it been like is this our sixth uh, one? Last count, I think it was eighty. <laughs> <laughs> We've only been doing it for six seasons, but yes, it's eighty. <laughs> well, in Dave's mind, he's like counting it in like what uh, dog years, cat years. Well, every <laughs> episode takes about ten years off my life. So, <laughs> well, they, well, get ready because it's going to get a double dose of Dave next season with two episodes. Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> I definitely have not committed to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's um, besides that. I, I've just been keeping busy, and so that's all. I mean, I wish, you know, it's 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 it just shows that my life is so full of excitement. Whenever all I have to say is I've just been working. In other words, my life really isn't that grand. So, <laughs> I mean, I. When I think of Chris, I think of like bastion of excitement. I think strobe lights and ecstasy. <laughs> oh, Dave, I, what are you, fantasy are you living in? Dave, are you, Dave, are you sure you don't have a fever? <laughs> Whenever I hear Chris, Kane, the sultry tones of Chris Koenig's voice, I, I, I just hear. I mean, it just sounds like grand '90s techno. Oh my god! I just get a loud ringing in my ears. That's horrible. <laughs> but enough about me gents what about you tim <laughs> well like most of you knuckleheads i'm just working trying to take it day by day um as this recording as i mentioned before it uh, was it november 11th veterans day uh the kids are still doing hybrid which i know it's different it's different for you guys down there uh my kids are in school uh two days a week uh vla or virtual learning three days a week uh so my kids go to school like tuesday thursday and i work monday through thursday uh for the school district uh we just found out that the middle school and high school are going completely virtual starting november 16th all the way through Chris- to, to about christmas break so i'm just wondering how quickly that's going to be for the elementary schools because <laughs> that's where it uh begins a little sticky but uh, other than that uh, just like i said taking it day by day uh preparing for this wonderful thanksgiving episode and um oh uh you guys had good weather this last weekend right Yes. What exactly did you prepare, Tim? Uh, I did all the work. <laughs> shut up, Dave. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Dave, I mean, what are you I talking about it prepar- took a lot of hard work to to coerce you to come and do this episode. I am a producer here. I have to produce. Yes, you're the talent, but I have to produce the talent. It's it's, I, it's up to me to throw roadblocks in the way. <laughs> Dave's like, I'm washing my hair that day. I can't be bothered. <laughs> well. Originally, I said I'm I'm mowing my cat, and then you're like, you don't own a cat or a lawnmower. <laughs> That's one hairy pussy. <laughs> In fact, it's very rare to hear Dave talk about mowing a lawn, too. I mean, well, <laughs> pay people to mow it. Yeah, I know. That's oh, a Hispanic American dream. The pay people to cut the grass. Yeah, that you're the least Hispanic American dream. Yeah, you're the and, and, and Puerto it's a, Rican that we know. And, and, I am I am living it. And it's a white guy that cuts your grass, right? <laughs> It is. It's it's like a white. He's like a like a white like college kid, and it's fantastic. So, look so, at like, so, but you guys, but you guys had great weather, right? Uh, this last weekend, I yeah, was, it was pretty decent. For the yeah. past week, for the past like week and yeah. like few days, it was like it was like seventy degrees. I, I like turned on the AC and I'm like, it's November. Like, right. what is going on? So, yeah, it yeah. felt like summer just came back for, like, a brief moment. You know, right. I was like, what's well, going on? It's s- November. Same <laughs> here. This whole week, this weekend was beautiful. We uh, um, took the most You only of had, it. like, four feet of snow? Yeah, yeah. We had four feet of snow this morning. <laughs> yeah, this morning. My neighbor uh, took out a snowblower and started, uh, you know, getting it uh, primed and ready for the winter. But, yeah, no, but Saturday was, like, 70. Sunday was 65. <laughs> Wednesday, snow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we, so all of us Minnesotans, we, uh, took out all our, how our, our Christmas decorations and put it in the ground before it froze. So we're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, just, uh, preparing for this episode by, by preparing, I mean, watching the movie. Um, so, but yeah, that's what's going with me. 
Okay, boys and girls, let's take a quick speakeasy uh, podcast commercial break, and then we'll roll that trailer for from for Christie from 2014. We'll be right back after this with Dave. That's not cranberry sauce, Rodriguez. Fine synopsis. Be back after this, guys. Hi, this is Mark, and this is Dave. Okay. What? What do you mean, what? Why, why do you sound slutty? I was trying something new. You didn't like it? No. No, I did not. Did you think it sounded good? And this is Dave. Mm. Oh, boy. All right, we're from Sequel This, a show where we attempt to write sequels to some of your favorite movies, such as Ghostbusters 3, Goonies 2, and Gremlins 3. <sighs> well... You can check out all of our shows over at SequelThis.Podbean.com. We're on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all the major pod places. And if you can't find an episode that interests you, or you have a great suggestion, or a pitch yourself, we want to hear it from you. So please, email us at SequelThis at gmail.com and drop us a line. And remember to flash it out. What's wrong with you? Everything... And nothing. Flights are too expensive. I'll be fine till Christmas. It's weird, I've never seen it so dead here before. Overnight, police in Oregon announced they found the 21-year-old's body on... Pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, I so, blinked and the commercial was done. It was crazy. I know. It's only about a minute and a half. But that's three I, times as long as you last, so whatever. I, I, did, I, did, I didn't even have a chance to powder my nose. <laughs> so before we begin, I have to ask Dave real quick before he, before he graces us with his fine synopsis of this movie. Um, so we've done, you know, some a couple of these special Thanksgiving episodes, and I think we could all agree that most of the movies that we have um, sat through in previous episodes for Thanksgiving um, have been, uh, you know, for a lack of a of a 
proper term, pretty shitty. So less than stellar. <laughs> yeah, less than stellar. Okay, uh, that's probably a better word too, or a better way to put it. But um, Dave, uh, you don't have to tell us right away, but maybe just give us a little taste right now, just for a moment. So, do you think this movie might have been a step up? Um, I would say, is it a step up? Yes. But how much of a step up? Okay. <laughs> well, the bar was set pretty low. <laughs> from well, the right. Get- from, I mean, from... it was like it was like a midget limbo party. <laughs> I mean, it was like before. Well, and now d- it's like we're not just hopping over the bar. Like now we can actually get maybe slightly on. Well, <laughs> I will say this. I will. I will tell you this, Dave. It was either it was either this movie, or one that I heard of called Handjob Cabin. So you know. <laughs> Why does it not surprise me that you've heard of a movie called Handjob Cabin? I don't know. It just, but yeah, but I stumbled across that one by accident. You yeah, yeah, you have the steel book. Don't lie. You have the steel book of Handjob Cabin. Yes, they bought for five dollars. At it's uh, got a big, it's got a big hand on it, and it's like embossed. <laughs> in the front. Yeah. Perforated cover. Steve, that will probably be the movie for next year. So, just giving you a heads up, just in, in case. There's like a whole disc of extra features. <laughs> like what? It's got the European cut. <laughs> but anyways, it was either that or this being. Luckily, cooler heads. In this case, Tim uh, prevailed. So. <laughs> You're welcome, Dave. <laughs> yes, well, my expectations were were pretty low, but um, no, I think I think uh, I think you you might be pleasantly surprised, but we'll see. Um, All right. Well, to, uh, and in advance, I apologize if I have to like pause or cough or mute myself because, well, you know, COVID. So. <laughs> Well, Dave, Tim and I are just going to sit back, put our feet up, uh, enjoy a drink, and uh, hear your uh, lovely synopsis. So uh, proceed, my good man. All right. So, Christy, the end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. That was – oh, man. Talk about effortless. That that was riveting, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just kidding, you two. Um, Okay. 2020 hasn't been a good year for anyone. Mm. Pandemic, quarantine, riots, job loss, economic collapse. Essentially, the beginning stage is the apocalypse. This could be our last days on Earth, people. And I have chosen, in my infinite wisdom, to spend a portion of my potential last days once again watching a film that I didn't want to watch for this lovely podcast. (laughs) Because I hate myself and enjoy pain. (laughs) <laughs> so what torture rack of a film do you guys have for me this year i mean the track record is there for all to see thanks killing eggs killing three don't get me started on the fact that there's no two all right <laughs> don't get me going on that and deadly games to name a few so when you guys gave me the assignment of watching the 2014 film christy i didn't know what to expect but i thought what, what is this film about was it was it a film about a killer toilet was it just 90 minutes of someone taking a shit after eating Thanksgiving dinner? Is it a cleverly named ruse of a movie that would turn out to be the spiritual sequel to Thanksgiving? <laughs> there should never be anything spiritual tied to those films, by the way. Let's be honest. I trust you both as far as I can throw you. But, alas, I went in and actually don't hate you both as much as I usually do. <laughs> Mm, very surprising. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the term like yet, but my hatred has subsided a smidge. So let's get into the spoilerific synopsis for Christy. Okay, so the movie begins with a car running. <laughs> I will say that from the first shot, the cinematography in this film is light years better than any of the other pieces of cinematic (laughs) flatulence that I've had to endure over the years. (laughs) A group of nefarious-looking hooded figures come out of the woods. What were they up to? A nature walk? Perhaps some drug-filled hijinks? 
Well, if by drug-filled hijinks you mean stalking and killing a girl named Heather all while filming it, then you would be correct. Cue Steve Harvey confused face. (laughs) (laughs) So, interspersed with shots of the girl screaming while getting killed, you get shots of a satanic cult website on the dark web that encourages its members to kill innocent, pure women. So, sort of like the Amazon of Satan. And occult websites. Wonder if they have same-day shipping. (laughs) (laughs) The film then cuts to a guy and a girl in a college dorm room. The girl is, of course, in her underwear. Is that Christy? No, her name's Justine. (laughs) Samsonite. I was way off. (laughs) Dumber reference to the uninformed. So she's sitting with her boyfriend uh, on her computer in the afterglow of college dorm room sex, and her boyfriend is trying to convince her to come with him to his parents' house for Thanksgiving. We then get to see her washing her dishes at her glamorous job and telling her mom, I think, that she can't afford to go home for the holidays. Or Justine. So her boyfriend records himself saying, I love you, and she doesn't say it back. Is this an interesting plot point that will be further explored later in the movie? Or just something that's thrown in and really isn't explored other than later in the film when she plays the recording? You decide! (laughs) (laughs) The movie decides for you, and it's the latter. But I digress. (laughs) The boyfriend leaves, and so does her roommate, who gets to go to Aspen. Fancy. So it's essentially Justine by herself on campus with the security guard, played by none other than Dexter's gay lover from Six Feet Under. (laughs) Wow. His career took something of a dip going from that incredible show to, well, Christy. Onward and upward, as I always say. So she walks around her dorm, which is way nicer than what I dealt with in college. Her dorm room had these really large, nice hallways and was clean. My dorm was a closet and smelled like urine and vomited alcohol, which may or may not have been for me. But in the movie, she gets like the Ritz-Carlton of dorm rooms. Actually, it was probably good that my dorm room was a shithole, so I didn't feel bad about vomiting all over the floor. My <laughs> education is the finest. Oh. Cue an oddly inserted musical montage of Justine dancing around the halls, running, swimming, just living her best life to some epic coming-of-age music. Warm the cockles of my heart, I tell you. Oh. And she kicks a random soccer ball, plus hits a random baseball. She must be super fucking bored. (laughs) But who am I to judge someone's idea of fun? So, Justine goes up to six feet under Dexter and says she's going to the store, but and does he want anything? Of course, he wants Mountain Dew and gas station pumpkin pie. Delicious! (laughs) (laughs) Has to be made with real pumpkins, right? Oh, she gets in her car, tells the gatekeeper she will be right back, and leaves. As she drives, it turns into another montage, complete with music that the kids may or may not be listening to these days. Is this a movie or a music video? So, she gets to the gas station and sees a woman with a hoodie and lip rings who is throwing magazines on the floor. Normal behavior for a gas station. I guess they didn't have the latest issue of I'm a Weird Bitch Weekly. <laughs> Perhaps a subscription would be in order. She looks at Justine and says she's pretty and likes her car. Justine says thanks, and then she goes to grab the rest of her stuff when she gets to the register. Lippering is demanding a discount on her sunglasses. The clerk looks unimpressed. Justine offers to pay for the sunglasses, but Lippering states she doesn't want anything from her. See, you try to be nice to a creepy hooded girl in a gas station, and that's the thanks you get. <laughs> Every time I've bought sunglasses for a creepy girl, it's gone well, and they have been very appreciative. Wait, 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 wait. That sounded super creepy in and of itself. Let's move forward amicably. <laughs> Justine gets in her car, but Lip Ring peels out uh, and drives off in front of her. But on the Justine's way back to the dorm, she almost hits Lip Ring's car that is blocking the road. Justine manages to get around it, but she's sufficiently freaked out. I feel nothing while watching it. Maybe just Maybe just a little twinge of hunger and that's it. She goes back to the dorm room, and of course it's raining. This movie really is checking all the horror movie boxes, isn't it? <laughs> she enters the dorm, gives the security man his stuff, and walks into her room. Of course, the lights darken and flicker to create mood. Amazing how that works. She enters her room, <laughs> and on the laptop, there is a video of a girl getting killed. I guess it's better than walrus porn, but not by much. <laughs> 
Anyway, Lipring appears in the doorway. <laughs> Justine runs away as the killer slowly stalks her, and another hooded figure comes out in a tinfoil mask. Are these killers too cheap to afford cool-looking masks? Their faces look like leftover Thanksgiving stuffing that's wrapped in foil. After some tense moments, she hides under the security desk as Dexter's love interest is gone. <laughs> well, he's outside and suddenly gets beaten to death by a foil Batman, who then looks at Justine and says, Shh! Lip ring comes around the corner, draws a K, and says she is Christy. She then tells Justine to run to God, which is an odd request, as does that mean you run to a church? Can you put God in your GPS and get turn-by-turn directions? I mean, confusing, to say the least. (laughs) She runs outside and sees that the gatekeeper has also been killed. So she runs into a creepy parking garage, the mark of any smart horror protagonist, when the hooded figures are magically there. They apparently learn how to teleport like Jason from a satanic website, uh, from the satanic website they like to frequent. Anywho... She escapes the parking garage and runs into her fr- or runs to her friend Scott's place, which is in the middle of the wilderness, it appears. What does this guy do? <laughs> Hunt for food? Scott is played by Dirty John Ransom from such films as Sinister and The Unfortunate Sinister 2. <laughs> <laughs> Scott lets her in and tells her he's high. A bit, <laughs> an important bit of info, to be sure. Justine is hysterical and says they are coming. Scott grabs a shotgun like an ass and opens the door, yelling at them while firing warning shots. The dog runs out, stupid Titus, and its cries are heard as it gets killed by the hooded menace. His bloody collar gets thrown at the door. Scott angrily goes out uh, of the house and gets accosted by one of the killers, which I really don't care about as Scott has really not been established at all prior to this point. So Scott gets essentially hung by killers in the hood with a garden hose, I feel nothing. Just emptiness. <laughs> so, more running by Justine. Uh, she ends up in a library where more suspense, stalking, distractions, and narrow escape. Yawn. <laughs> she eventually gets to the roof and then jumps off. The tree's breaking her fall. Would have been absolutely hysterical if she hit the ground and died, similar to the rock and Samuel L. <laughs> and the other guys. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> So magically, the killers are on the ground, because I think their powers of teleportation are granted from their foil mask. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, the boyfriend comes back concerned about Justine. As you can imagine, things don't go well for him. The boyfriend sees Lip Ring with her back turned and thinks she's Justine. Justine runs in and yells to him, but it's too late as he gets stabbed. Justine yells, no! But she's pissed. Hell Hell hath no fury like a woman whose boo gets killed by Lip Ring. (laughs) <laughs> Time to turn the tables. <laughs> Jumps her ex-boyfriend's car because he's dead and she moves on quickly. <laughs> One of the killers smartly jumps on the hood, not realizing that Justine is pissed and not going to take it anymore. She plows the killer into a dumpster, I think, killing him. Eat a fat log of shit, Justine thought. <laughs> or at least that's what I think that's what she was thinking. That's just what I would think in that situation, so I just projected that onto her. <laughs> Either way, Justine then goes on a killing spree. She takes uh, she takes out Bat-Foil Batman in the pool area by slicing him, falling into the water, and choking him with his own bat. Now she has a bat. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to her MacGyvering new trap. The knife-foil man comes into the pool area and sees his homie at the bottom of the pool. He then stalks her in the shower area. Justine distracts him with recording and then hits him with a bat that actually has nails in it. Suck on nail, bat knife man. (laughs) (laughs) She takes his mask off and it's Scott. Damn you, Scott. Actually, I figured out that he was one of the killers from a mile away because I'm, well, smarter than this movie. All that's left is lip ring. She's in a car waiting when Justine smashes the window with a canister of gasoline, getting it all over her lip ring. She gets out, and they have a tender Hallmark moment. Well, if tender Hallmark moments mean Justine letting her know that everyone is dead and then lighting lip ring on fire, Justine then films it and uploads it to Satanic to the Satanic site and texts that the hunt is over. Then says her name is Christy. The movie ends. Or does it? 
basically Justine or Christy or whatever the hell, you can call her Karen for all I care, <laughs> blows the whistle on the whole site and a bunch of killers get apprehended. But then, in a post credit scene, I believe it's Justine, appears to get killed by more members of the cult, setting up a sequel that never came or no one wanted. <laughs> the world may never know. The end. So that's my synopsis, guys. The, the, the film was far and away the best one that that we've watched no, no no doubt about it i mean was it was it amazing no but it's 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 okay it's pretty damn formulaic and predictable but it did have its moments so it's passable it wasn't a complete waste of time which compares to the others makes it oscar worthy so that's yeah. all i got no oh, that was fantastic dave we appreciate that uh fine synopsis yes <laughs> i was gonna say you, you it had everything that we expect from you it had Humor, satire, nuance, all the things we want. <laughs> and you and, and you do you never disappoint at all. Well, I I uh, I tried. I mean, this was uh, see. You know what's funny is it's it is easier to write a humorous synopsis on a movie that's like really bad because then yeah. it's, oh, of you course, kind of. So this was kind of a little bit of a different challenge because it's like the movie wasn't terrible. It was okay. It wasn't yeah. great, yeah. but it was it was decent. I would say it's 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 it had its moments where it was slightly creepy, but it was very formulaic, and you can tell it was kind of like ticking the boxes. But yeah. it, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't completely worthless. You know, it was it was it was okay. There was yeah. a little replay value. Let's just put it that way. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's not a Christie isn't a terrible movie. I mean, it's not a great film either, but it, um, it I would definitely say it's one of the few. And I mean, when I say few, I mean like one of the few uh, Thanksgiving themed horror films that kind of manages to work in some capacity. Uh, it still has some minor issues. Well, it still has some issues here and there, but I would definitely say yes. By far, it's probably the best one that we have managed to dig up for this season. Well, yeah, <laughs> six years. Well, let's see. There, like we've mentioned, there was Thanks Killing, Thanks Killing Three, Blood Rage, and uh-huh. I th- and there was one other one. Um, um, home Sweet Home. Home Sweet Home. Yeah. And- oh yeah. Um. Oh, what was the other one? Um. Um. Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, oh so, my god, that's right. I had forgotten about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tried one, to block that one from my memory. I think that was last year's one, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. It was last year's. Dave, you told us your favorite scene was a diarrhea scene. Come on. <laughs> that, that 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 freaking movie. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually impressed that I was able to get through the synopsis as well as I did because I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be like coughing all through it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Made you, it you, through, so yeah, making me wonder if you really are sick or not. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> no, I definitely am. Well, the test said positive. I. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 this is what it said. It said negative, and you were right. And you were like, listen, can you just put? A line between that other line and make it a positive, please. Hey, please. Like I texted you guys and it's got like positive wh- or negative whited out. Yeah, and in big pen it's just negative or positive. It's like a it's like a kid trying to do a really bad forgery of a report card. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But God. no, seriously, no. We we do believe you're sick, Dave. Don't worry yeah. about it. But anyways, um, yeah, it was. It, yeah, but th- this film really is by far, I would say, one of the better ones that that we have managed to, or I should give credit where credit is due, where Tim has managed to, uh, f- to uh, you know, bring to the table here. So, now, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I meant to ask, ask you guys. Um, did you, did you guys see all the red? I mean, I watched this movie twice. I don't know how many times you guys watched it. Like once, twice, what? Um, once I saw it. Once. once. Okay, I, I noticed that you know all the little red herrings they decided to throw out there. You know, we, it's a term used in you know the movie biz. But there was actual red herrings. Like every one of the like the everyone was wearing red at one point or another. Even uh, Justine was wearing red. If you notice, like the groundskeeper yeah. was wearing red. Her her boyfriend was wearing a red jacket. She was wearing. I mean, it could have been just the school colors, but I mean, everybody at some point was wearing red. 
and it was yeah. and they always made it seem kind of creepy, like the groundskeeper walking with his dog. Um, you know, the, the the girl who conveniently got her her girlfriend who got conveniently got caught off to Aspen, you know, and decided to leave her car behind. You know, the, I mean, the only I, one that they didn't do it was a security guard. <laughs> I, I I honestly thought. And again, it's like the, when you're watching these, you're like, okay, who, who who could it be? Who could be involved with this whole satanic thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly thought it was her boyfriend at one point. I'm like, come on, he's going to be involved. <laughs> and it turns out he wasn't. Although nope. I got to say, he was he was the dumbest murder victim of all time because you know he goes he goes he gets out of his car, he goes into the parking garage, he sees the. Uh, what what do you call the the, the female character in that, uh, Dave? Uh, oh, uh, lip ring. Yeah, lip ring. He sees lip ring in the distance. She finally turns around, and of course, he hears behind him uh, his girlfriend telling him to stop moving and come towards her. And all he can do is stand there and turn to her and go, "What's going on? What's going on?" And I'm like, "Dude, run, you asshole, I, run!" I know. Listen to your fucking girlfriend. You run fuck. away, dummy. Yeah, <laughs> get away from uh, lip ring. Come on, hurry it up. Chris, Chris, yeah, I mean, Chris has the I black kid. The in concept the- of it was kind of cool, like, like you know, kind of that dark web kind of sight and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. At the same time, it was kind of like th- what what took me out of it is the fact that they just always seem to be there, like the teleportation type of thing. Like yeah, there's like no supernatural more... element to this at all. Like um, the, the killers are so stealthy, they can right. just happen to be, and it's like there's no way these characters could have gotten there faster before she could have. You know, I mean, right? That was my problem. Like I thought that the setups to the to the suspense scenes could have been sort of done a little bit better to where it would seem a little more realistic that that there would be someone there i mean yes there was four of them so it's like okay it would make sense that they would split up and this person might be there and that you know what i mean but it just seemed like all four of them were always there and it was just like what the hell and and, and college campuses are huge yeah yeah like you said i mean and and there just happened to be there's only four of them it's not like there's like 15 20 of them so i'm like it just seemed odd but yeah. Well, and the other thing, I mean, I like the, I think the setup of it is very interesting. How, as you know, we talked about, it involves these. Uh, they don't really specifically state that these characters are the killers. I should say, are like satanic worshippers per se, but they do mention in the opening sequence that, uh, or one of the characters, Lippering, I believe she narrates it briefly, stating that. Um, Something about how Christy is like a, a word in describing someone close to Christ, and they have to kill Christy in order to defy God. So I guess you could say there might be a satanic element yeah. there, but at the same time, it's like they're, they're you know they're also just picking random girls that they think in their eyes are named Christy, mm-hmm. which right. is that are, that are pure and, and yeah. Which, you know, I mean, it's an interesting idea, but then at the same time, I I thought to myself, it would have been better if the characters that they picked out were named Christy. But then again, it would kind of, like, fall on not, deaf logic, because they're like, well, how would this person know that the person's Christy? So, I don't know. It, it was... I'm, I'm torn between the concept. I think it's interesting, but I think they could have done some more with it, but... I, I like. I kind of like that that they that they name everybody Christy because I think it's like it's I guess it's it's like an ideal on this yeah, right, like, right. site. It's like that name for some reason in, on this site or whatever represents purity and whatever. And in every horror movie, who's the one that usually survives? It's the it's the virgin. It's the it's the yeah. pure one. You know, always the the you know the the. The gallivanting teenagers that are sitting there fornicating and having sex and whatever, they're the ones that die, and the pure one is mm-hmm. the one that survives. And in this movie, it was sort of like the killers were specifically targeting yeah. that that person, the, the the girl. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that that was kind of an interesting little spin on it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and the other thing is that I, I, I like, I mean, like I said, I... I I give it credit. They give the main character, the the girl character. Um, I'm forgetting her name for a minute. Uh, the actress's name. Oh, um, uh, Haley Bennett. Yes, Haley. yes, Haley Bennett. Yeah, she was very good in this film. I really liked her yeah. performance. I thought she did a pretty good job. And um, she had to carry a lot of it. 
Oh yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, because she's pretty much playing like you know, like the <laughs> the only character here that you're you're kind of rooting for because you want her to get away from all you know all this and everything. But but let me like, ask you guys this: <clears throat> How did you guys feel about um you know sort of the the, the turning point? in the movie where it went from her being stalked to all of a sudden, like she was a badass. because on the one hand I understood like, okay, she's pissed, you know, her boyfriend got stabbed and now she's like, all right, I'm going to kick some ass. But then at the same time, it's like, she became a really adept killer very, very quickly. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. No, I never gave that much thought, Dave. I'm, 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 I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. I just kind of figured it's, it's something, you know, we all have our breaking points. And I know it seems kind of like simple, simplistic, but yeah, we all have our breaking points. And when she saw her uh, boyfriend, that whom you know that she loved, gets you know killed in the parking garage, that was just it for her. And she was, you know, that that's what threw her over the edge. Um, so that's how I figure. I know it's it's stupid. I mean, it's it's very simple, but it's effective. And now I don't know how she got all this MacGyver esque you know stuff. How she became this, you know person uh they do they do mention in the the, the uh the, the the montages that she is smart by going to school yeah. and all the professors and stuff like that but you never get that she's some sort of scientist um well plus you know you also get to see her like she she does do some athletic stuff in the montage sequence when she's by herself like she's swimming she's running she's doing all those things so she does have some you know athletic ability in the movie that doesn't feel uh, doesn't feel completely out of uh, out of the question in terms of how she handles herself later on in the movie. There are parts where it totally feels like um, somehow she managed to uh, pick up the concept of uh, survivalist one hundred and one, <laughs> and you know, like, kill yeah, like kill the characters very resourcefully. But <laughs> yeah, like she's you know she's strangling the one dude under the water and yeah, and yeah, she, and and it's like. It sort of made sense, but it was kind of like, I don't know, she just became a little too adept, a killer, almost too fast. Mm. But at the same, I mean, I understand, like, it's a it's a 90-minute movie, I get it. One of those things where you, you don't have the time to, like, you know, like, sort of uh, F- organically... Flush out the character. So that, so that she advances and learns how to kill and whatever. I get that part. It just seemed almost like, you know, you had three quarters of the movie of her running for her life, and then all of a sudden she was able to take them out fairly quickly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that that was I thought I thought it was a little rushed, but it, it you know, it was what it was. Now it's interesting too when Tim mentioned this movie. I um, I'm certain Tim mentioned at the time what year this film was made, but for some reason it kind of went over <laughs> my head. So when I watched this movie, it was interesting. I thought this movie. <laughs> was like a recent film because there's a, there's a couple of scenes in here where whenever she's using a cell phone and it it just shows how far this movie has come you know from when it was made cuz it turned out this was made in 2014 but i thought this movie was made recently because they're using flip phones in this thing <laughs> right well, and it reminded me of when back during severpod when we did the whole halloween franchise at the time and we had reviewed the one Halloween film. Uh, it was Halloween. It was one taking place in a haunted house. I'm forgetting the title again. It was Halloween. Um, Resurrection. Was it Resurrected? Yeah, yeah Resurrection. Busta Rhymes. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they were using like the the older like flip phones in that film. And at the time, I was like, "What year was this movie made?" <laughs> but I was surprised. The reason why I mention it is. I was surprised this movie was like made in 2014, and I'm after where I watched this movie, I was looking up information, and it looked like it didn't get much of a release, and I was kind of surprised by that. I was like really like thrown off, because I, I I never heard of this movie, it never like flew under my it, like pretty much flew under my radar basically, and I think it flew under Tim's radar yeah. at one point too, and, and it, so it's very surprising, but I'm also wondering. Um, you know, when did movies like The Purge and um, uh, You Are Next came out? When did those? What year did those films come out? Was it I around the like, same time? 
I would. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think so. so. Early. Like, those are those are all those are all franchises. So I'm trying to think back to the very first films. Yeah, I want to say it probably about 2012, 2013. Yeah, uh, so but but. Same time. But hey, Chris, just to answer your question, um, the, this film premiered October 14th in 2014 at the London Film Festival. It also had a theatrical release internationally in the United States. But the film debuted on Lifetime on October 17th, 2015, and was released on Netflix in November. Wow! So of, got a of, Lifetime premiere. Yeah, and it, then it was then it was released on Netflix on uh, in November of 2015. Um, oh, okay. But I would also like to say that it, it, the film, when they were even filming it, if you take a look at her FAFSA forms that she's filling out for to help with schooling, uh, that's what like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Okay, <laughs> for the, yeah. For the following I... school year, uh, like so, you know, they're trying to portray her as she's a she's a working girl, not a working girl, but you know, she has to work her way through college, and she's not yes, like her rich yeah. boyfriend, her rich friend. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, but real quickly, the reason why I mentioned the purge and you know, you're next or is that it, th- this film feels like it's made in that specific uh, horror genre of the sort of nihilistic, um, to, you know, in, in which, you know, there's a group of people or there's one individual being chased by a bunch of other people whose main goal is just to kill you. I mean, for, or, or, or kill you in regards to a specific cause. So that's why I, I, I I think this film got lost in that shuffle, if, if you kind of get what I'm saying. so It's possible. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's my theory. I'm not saying I'm positive on that. But, that's, but um, I mean, like I said, it's not a bad film. It's, it's, it's compared to, like, the other ones we've watched for Thanksgiving. This is, like, probably the closest it's going to get <laughs> for being a pretty decent movie. But, um, I mean, I thought it was all right. I mean, it wasn't bad, but, you know... I don't know if I'll be watching it again, but <laughs> I'll definitely watch this before I watch Thanksgiving, Blood Rage, or any well, of the other ones. Well, <laughs> yeah, if I had a choice, believe me, it would definitely be this movie. But um, I don't know about you, Dave. What do you think? <laughs> uh, just overall about the film, or well, yes, and just also life in general. <laughs> well, if, and if you were given the choice between watching this or Poultry Geist or Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, I mean, what what? What were your choice? <laughs> definitely, definitely this movie. I mean, I, I, this movie in five seconds would would, would be my choice over any of those others. Oh, there was oh. one part that I I did want to ask you guys about because I wanted to know because it was funny because okay, so I like I finished the movie right, and then I sort of and I do this with every movie that I watch. I always kind of fast forward and see if there's post credit stuff, and there was on this one. Mm-hmm. You guys both watched the post credit sequence, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. What think, did you guys think about well, that? Well, see, here's because the thing. This, like... is the, this is the first time I'm hearing it. I, I've seen it, but I never, st- I never bothered with post credits. So, what? what you know, it, it kind of refresh or tell me what what exactly happened again? So basically, from what I remember, it was sort of like, it, it, I guess it was Justine, but I think her hair was different. Like her hair was darker or something. It didn't look like her at first. Like I was like, who the heck is this? But then these some more of the hooded killers or whatever okay. oh, and then they kill her they, they, mm. they kill justine apparently because like after i watched the scene i'm like who the hell did they kill then i went on um i googled it and i said you know and then they had this thing like end of christie explain and then they explained the post credits and they said that that was justine at least according to what i read now whether that was true or not or whatever but that would make sense huh you know what i mean that they got her so they basically set things up for I guess a potential sequel, which never came. Yeah, which is kind of ridiculous. I hate. I mean, I I don't understand why anybody would want to do that for like a post credit sequence, particularly let's say if you don't end up sitting through it. So it's like, what would the what would the end game be? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. And that's what I was wondering too, because I was like, okay, cool. Like that's interesting. That's a little different. Whatever. It just shows you that that you know because at toward the end of the movie, like you see like. Basically, she's blowing the whistle on that whole site mm-hmm. and what's going on and whatever, and the authorities get involved and all that. But then you see that you know she doesn't completely eliminate all the sex, 
You know what I mean? And there's yeah. some people out there, some of the killers. Well, yeah, it's all, yeah. I mean, it's all across the whole United States. They were, and, you, and I remember the, the, the news, the hearing the the, the the television news anchor saying, you know, in the voiceovers that you know these different cults were being rounded up and you know arrested and and stuff. So, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised. You know, I don't know why I didn't I, for horror movies most of the time, especially these little ones like this, I never bothered to. Stick around really for the end credits unless I know specifically that there's going to be something there. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to keep doing what you do, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I just fast forward, yeah. you know, and just sort of, you know, just to see if there's something. And yeah. I'm glad I did because I was like, huh, there's a, there's a little something extra, and that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. I, I always like when movies do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, even if it's something stupid like 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 pointless but funny, like at the end of Avengers where they're they're eating uh, shawarma. Yeah, yeah shawarma. they're eating like falafels in that shawarma place. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's hysterical. It's awesome. Oh. So So yeah. I've learned my lesson. Like I try to, you know, best I can um you know, just pay attention and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I just was wondering what your guys thought was, but Tim didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. Why not do your homework, Tim? I know. I had one job. <laughs> Boo. I, hope, I hope it wasn't Christy because I mean, honestly, how are you gonna make a sequel without her, Haley Bennett? You know, yeah. superstar Haley Bennett. No, <laughs> no, but I, I, so then then they would follow just the, the, the another cult, another story, I guess, with an, a, a new Christy per se, another right. another virgin. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's one of those things that they they were probably hoping that, you know, it could be like a new um you know, victim type of thing every yeah. every single movie. Mm. I, I, um, I, I, that type of thing. I guess so, but there's there's no shame in being one and done either. I'm like Yeah. That's the thing, is like I kinda wish movies would just do more of that where it's like, listen, you know what? You know, you can hedge your bets if you want, thinking you're going to get a sequel, but let's say you don't. You know, it's like, just tell your story and just end it. And then if the sequel comes about, you'll you'll figure it out. I mean, come on. But, I mean, that's my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree with Tim there. It's like, it, one and done kind of works best. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, this was one that definitely, it, it, I don't think it, it really needed a sequel. Yeah. Uh-huh. But of course, you know, everybody, you know, when you make a movie, especially in the horror genre, like you're always looking to set up a franchise. Like it's always the goal to hit on something and have it be as successful as, you know, Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring. Yeah, but then again, it's like you, you you know, that phrase, you can only capture lightning in the bottle once. You can't always catch it all the time. I mean, and, and even by mentioning Saw, I mean, I don't know if you ever heard our Saw episodes but you know it's pretty much like the first movie's great and then the rest of the films kind of just decline in quality you know as each sequel is made so it's like you know i mean yeah they'll do well financially because there's fans but at the same time it's like but there's what else can you tell what else in the story can be told so <laughs> right it's it's you know it's it's like one of those things though it's like it, it i mean really what they want is money and it's all about oh, cashing in. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Oh. So it's like, yeah, I agree. It, it it dilutes it for sure. You know, it's one of those things that it's like, okay, cool. You know, you've made Saw 48. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've made Saw 48. And once again, none of the dots connect. <laughs> Rusty's Revenge. Wait, who's Rusty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, who? Very, very confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and too much retconning. For God's mm-hmm. sake, enough of the flashbacks. We don't need any more reminders. Just tell a new story. <laughs> now, in this sequel, sequel no. 50 of the Saw franchise, we're going to superimpose Chris in the background scene of some random police station. That way we can come back to it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like... <laughs> and, and, and this character that we're supposed to remember from, like, the previous three or four movies come on <laughs> yeah it's 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 very very convoluted and confusing. Oh, but, you know we we uh i don't know we just uh we just go with it and 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 unfortunately christy didn't didn't turn out to be i mean you know releasing on lifetime i'm, I'm shocked yeah. that it wasn't more of a hit <laughs> yeah. yeah well it, 
I believe the opening logos say that this was distributed by the Weinstein Company. So yeah, it, it, was, it is. It is. So I'm surprised that they didn't like. Well, actually, I'm not that surprised. I should not. I shouldn't say I was surprised. I'm not that surprised because the Weinstein's were legendary for buying a lot of films and then kind of just sitting on most of them. And it's like, well, you know, why pick it up if you're not going to do anything with it? Yeah. So, 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 uh, sexual assault. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was this was before. Well, this is before the reveal of that. But <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It was a little sketchy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I well, mean, it, it was blame... it, it was big overseas, guys. It was released yeah. in uh, England, and uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Europe, I heard it's, it's it's European tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's European tour was yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> David Hasselhoff Dutch really loved this film, <laughs> <laughs> and David Hasselhoff did the soundtrack. Come on, it's all good. <laughs> he, did. he did, he did. Oh, but uh, no, overall, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I thought it was, it, it, it had some good moments of suspense. It was like I said, it, I, I could tell it was coming, but it, it, it was creepy at, at parts, and you know, it's, it's fine. It, 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 I would say, I don't know. I would stop short. Of a, of a full-blown recommendation, but if you have nothing else to do and you want to check it out, it's not awful. No. I mean, it's not yeah. something that I would, I would you know, Pay. tell everyone to rush out and go see right away, but it, it's all right. Yeah. So, thumbs in the middle for you, Dave, then? Thumbs, thumbs yeah, up? Yeah, sort of, sort of thumbs in the middle. It, it, you know, it was better than the thumbs up that, that usually, you know, happens, but, yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, true. I mean, what do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want from a man quarantined at his own house? <laughs> it's some rough going. A <laughs> oh man! This is this well, is the most human contact I've had outside of people outside of his house. So oh, well, we're so glad you reached out and touched us, Dave. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's you do all here every yeah. time. <laughs> well, Tim, I have to give this like. You know, thumbs in the middle too. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's all right. It's not bad, yeah. but yeah. but I mean, it's definitely a step up from what we've been used to. So, uh, like yes, like Dave mentioned earlier, was a midget limbo contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm willing to bet Dave is slightly disappointed that the movie is not as bad as the other films. You know why? Because it would have given Dave ample opportunity to just say bad things about us throughout this entire episode. And, he and so far, he has not said too many bad things about so, us. Yeah, it's been, it's been unusually, uh, an unusually pleasant experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, for my final review, I give it a thumbs in the middle, too. So, three, meh. <laughs> That's there, there, clean, yeah, sweep, clean sweeps of the meh. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I have nothing left to say about this film. <laughs> Me neither. No, no, I, I don't either. I think we've exhausted ourselves. <laughs> I, I think we spoke longer about it than the director did. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, if that's yep. well, if that's the case, uh, thanks for joining us once again, Dave. We appreciate you stopping by and playing along with us, especially all this what transpired in the last week or so. And Dave, will you be joining us next year uh, for a handjob cabin? <laughs> Three. <laughs> Wait, where did you go? I, yeah, I, I like. I like. What's funny is I remember um, there was a couple years where we had like one DVD of the movie, and and you would like drop it off on my stoop. <laughs> yes. On my stoop is a copy of Handjob Cabin. <laughs> I'm gonna be really pissed. <laughs> you you better hope you get to it for before Megan does. <laughs> but you know what, Dave? Come on, Dave. I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar that, in as much as it would be awful, and I, I think we could all be in agreement with that, that that a movie under that title would be so awful. But knowing your curiosity, what does it have to do with Thanksgiving, it has nothing to do with it. It's because. <laughs> It's because we're running out of Thanksgiving-themed horror movies, and we have to find a horror movie that is awful enough that will be a complete turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, see, that's, that's an abstract connection. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's a, it's a very abstract connection. I, I the point, Dave, is that if, if, if such a movie does exist, I'm willing to bet my, my, bet my bottom dollar that in as much as we would definitely find it to be awful, you 
would definitely watch it. Just the just how bad it would be. Um, I know you, Dave. Trust me. <laughs> you don't know me very well. No, no, I know you very well. Dave, I just hope, I pray to God that you get to the stoop before Megan does, because then you have some major explaining to do why there's a copy of Handjob cabin <laughs> on your doorstep. <laughs> oh, honey, what's this? <laughs> Race to the scoop. <laughs> Run! You have to explain this is the next uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> tour movie. She's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's the... Dave, Dave's all like, no, here, call call Chris up. And I'm like, uh, no, we're not doing a Thanksgiving episode. What's he talking about? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. It just doesn't make any sense. Hand job, How dare you? <laughs> Part three. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the cranberry sauce? Oh, uh, God. Okay. Well, uh, Dave, <laughs> I, I hope you and Megan feel real better very soon. Yes. Uh, is, is there anything that you want to currently plug for sequel this right now, or are you guys going to keep it under wraps? Um, well, I mean, we are uh, um, in the process of uh, hopefully recording, finally recording this episode. Again, 2020 is going to be a Halloween episode. We were supposed to release two last month, and it's just like Mark didn't feel well and then me and all my shit and so it's kind of caused a a big hiccup in things but yeah we we are recording we're hoping to record next week so i'm hoping by like next week or early the maybe the week of thanksgiving maybe we'll have an episode out uh brand new big one uh one that we've wanted to do for a while i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know tell you exactly what it's about even though if you listen to the last episode uh we did put some hints uh in our halloween special but uh, yeah, so that's that's basically what's going on is is that and this <laughs> that's what I have going on. We're so happy you're part of we're so happy you're part of this every season. Yeah. We really do appreciate you stopping by. We love you, guy, buddy. No, it, it's not just called this. It's called Thisp. T H S P. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pro. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> the pro, ladies and gentlemen. That's why nice first rodeo. Yes, I Chris, try my best. Chris, that's why I pay you in ramen. Stop <laughs> the presses. Know. My God. <laughs> Not, no more ramen, Tim. Please, please. <laughs> this one's sriracha. Like ramen noodle of podcasting. <laughs> oh, come I on. bet that takes you back to your college days, Dave. It definitely does. I basically lived on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have sriracha? <laughs> oh, no. It was beef or chicken flavor. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that was what it was all about. That was what it was all about. Oh mm. you're top ramen Dave. You're the best. <laughs> I to tell you what. Only I could attain that status. Well, for Dave Rodriguez and Chris Canning, I'm Tim Kazza. Have a happy Thanksgiving and stay tuned to our official Facebook page for our season six Christmas episode and season finale coming soon. Take care and good night, guys. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Yeah, where are you going? Chicago. Chicago? Chicago. You know you're in St. Louis? Yes, I do. Why don't you try the airline? It's a lot faster. You get a free meal. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. Now, are you going to help me or are you going to stand there like a slab of meat with mittens? Thanks for listening to that Horse Show Podcast Season 6. Bye, guys. Good night, everybody.